0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's builtbar.com and the promo code LOCKED15. You are
1: locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the
0: Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, what a difference a week makes. Last Monday, I was talking about the first place Cincinnati Reds. Today, or talking about the last place, Cincinnati Reds. That's right. Even the Pirates are ahead of the Reds in the standings right now. That's what seven losses in a row will do to you. The Reds start the season off by losing and then winning six in a row and getting everybody hyped, getting everybody ready to go, ready for a long season. And then immediately, right at the end of April, they just completely throw it all away. Now I know, and we're going to talk more about this here in a minute, I also want to talk about some Reds minor leagues previews with Doug Gray ahead of the opening of the minor league season that starts on May the 4th. I also want to talk some Reds history with Cam Miller here later on. We're starting a series on both of those things, because I'm actually coming to you live from the beach. That's right, I'm taking in some rays, some waves, and some Reds baseball as well, but I, I we've gotta we gotta talk about what happened this weekend because getting swept by the Cardinals is bad enough, but the fact that it's knocked them all the way down into last place, look I know it's only April, and that's what we keep hearing from the players that's what we keep hearing from David Bell oh we're fighting we're 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 gonna be okay. we're going to figure this out and David Bell even made the statement we're in a better place than we were last season, yeah, but here's the thing. You can't wait till September to get things going again, David. And when you look at the way that ownership approached this past off season, they're going to continue to approach this season like that. They're not going to spend money. And they're probably going to approach next off season like that too. So, who you have is who you have. And right now, the guys that absolutely have to be leading this team, the guys that absolutely have to be stepping up, are the biggest liabilities. Sure, there's plenty of time for Luis Castillo to get things right here in 2021, but it feels like every time he's out on the mound, it is a labor for him to get through an inning. Something's broke. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's mechanical. I don't know if it has something to do with the grip on his pitches. He only has the changeup. His slider isn't helping him. His fastball certainly isn't helping him as it just gets killed whenever he throws it. And he's not giving up the same kind of contact that he was when he did give up contact over the last two years. If you look back at it, he's giving up more ground balls or more I'm sorry, more fly balls this year than he has in the last two seasons. And he's striking out far less people. Something. Is not right with Luis Castillo. Hopefully he can get it figured out pretty quickly because the Reds are not the same without Luis Castillo being La Piedra. They absolutely have to have him at his best form. Also, are we really going to go through a year in which Eugenio Suarez is striking out as much as humanly possible and the Reds are still going to do something good? And I don't know that... Setting him down is the answer for a game or two. I, I don't know what it is. it is. It's something that he's got to figure that out. That's why he's the professional and I'm the podcaster. But on the other end of the spectrum, you can't have him continuing to strike out at the rate that he does. I was looking at a stat today. He has three games this season without a strikeout. He also has three games this season where he's recorded a golden sombrero, i.e., four strikeouts. He has as many no strikeout games as four strikeout games. Again, short season or you know, with small sample size, but still that is concerning. Look, I know I'm kind of being a little bit of a Debbie Downer here, but I see the chinks in the armor. And we we saw plenty of good things. Wade Miley continues to look good on the mound, mitigating what he did give up. And look, I know he gave up two runs whatever, but in a normal day, That's great. And especially against your division rival, that's what you want to see. And there's been some good things in the lineup too. Jesse Winker extended his hitting streak to 10 games. That's the longest in the major leagues this season. So that's awesome. The wink is just the bomb, man. I love Jesse Winker, but he's got to have help. Again, we'll point out it is only April, but with these concerning signs and the fact that the Reds, have spent a month on a roller coaster journey of making it all the way to the top and now all the way to the bottom. And now they go to LA for three games. And the last time they went to Chavez Ravine in 2019, they were swept. 2019, the six games against the Dodgers, they went one and five. If they come back home this weekend against the Cubs, having lost 10 in a row, I, I, I hate to think the number of casual fans that look at this team and say, you know what, because I don't know and because all I've heard of is that ownership isn't going to spend money on this team, well, why should I be in on this team? The Reds cannot come back from that. They, they've they got to pull it together here soon, get the bats working when the pitchers are working, and start winning some ball games. And they're unfortunately going to have to do it against the best team in Major League Baseball right now. And that's tonight. Tyler Malley up against Julio Urias in Chavez Ravine, starting at 10.10 p.m. I'm going to tell you all about that game tomorrow. See what happens. Hopefully it's good. But now I want to talk to Doug Gray about the Reds minor leagues and preview the season that's coming up here May 4th. But before we get into that, this episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We've got Major League Baseball rolling along. There's also NBA as they near the playoffs. You've got NHL as well. All kinds of great sports are on betonline.ag. They even cover awards shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine can also be found there. BetOnline has you covered. For all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up, head to the website today, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive 50% as a welcome bonus, 50% more on your initial deposit. That's betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts go there today and enter the promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. Alrighty, so this week is the week before all of the minor leagues get going may the 4th be with us not in the terms of star wars but more in the terms of the minor league baseball season because that is when it starts so i wanted to get our man doug gray to tell us what is going to happen he is going to predict the future okay he's not going to go that far i don't know I, I think i've seen a crystal ball in your office doug but i'm not really sure but i wanted to get your take on all things minor leagues this season so first off doug how are you doing man?
1: I'm pretty good. um, you know, my, my crystal ball that you definitely didn't see because it doesn't exist. Uh, it, it it looks it looks like we're gonna have some baseball this year in the minor league level. and <laughs> let me tell you i am I am very excited about this. I, um, say. I mean, it's it's been a big part of my life for I don't know. I feel really old I'm sixteen years now. Um, and last year, i mean we we did get some major league baseball in the end, um and that that was that was great, given everything that was going on, but <laughs> You know, me being able to sit down and watch five, six games all at once. Yeah, uh, I'm going to really enjoy that for probably the first two weeks until I'm like, oh, this is overwhelming again. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's good. To, that's good that we're going to be getting that back. And I wanted to focus this week on each team. We're going to spend a day on a team, but today we're going to spend talking about the top guys, the main prospects, the guys that everybody or at least most Reds fans, know their names. Of course, we're going to be talking about Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo. We're going to be looking at maybe Jose Garcia and Austin Hendrick and guys like that because we're pretty sure as to how they're all going to start. I think I saw something that said that Lodolo and Green are both going to start in Double A, which means that Chattanooga games are just going to be hot tickets. People are going to be in person at minor league games, right?
1: Yeah, um I okay. mean obviously it, it it does depend on your your local municipality and how things are going but uh, as far as all the the four reds teams yeah they're they're all planning on having fans in attendance on opening day. Um so if you if you want to get out and you know make a trip to Daytona or Dayton or Chattanooga or Louisville you you should be able to buy tickets for for some games.
0: And let's start with this too because I actually um our locked on MLB prospects podcast uh posted a Twitter question asking for questions, so I asked this to him and I'll ask this to you too. With guys like Green and Lodolo, and obviously Jose Garcia and those folks, starting a position at the beginning of the year in the minor league season, does that affect their prospects for making it to the major leagues this year?
1: I mean, not really. Okay. Um. I mean, it... <laughs> I mean, any anything can happen, really. So, um, I mean, you know, and especially with, with those very three specific guys, I mean, they've been playing baseball since mid-February because they were in early minor league camp uh, that ran alongside big league camp. And, I mean, they all three got time in big league games, although Lodolo and Green were very limited to just, you know, a couple of innings between the two of them. Um, but,
0: yeah. When it comes to the top guys, who are – let's rank them – Cause I I think obviously we'll see a couple of guys this year. How do you rank? Let's power rank them. Okay. The the top guys that we're going to see in the major leagues at some point this year in the Reds farm system from one to where they end go. Oh, that's, that's an impossible question right now.
1: Um, (laughs) I mean, it really is. I mean, if you, if you're going to ask me, you know, guys that I think have a chance to be in the major leagues this year, that's a little bit different. Um, But as far as actually ranking them, I mean, I just don't I just don't know. I mean, most of these guys we did not get to see play last year at all. I mean, we haven't seen Hunter Green realistically pitching a game that counts since July of 2018. Um, you know, he he's pitched in spring training. He pitched at the alternate site last year and the reports were great. You know, it. it you know, we, we heard really great reports on, you know, Jonathan India last year and the, the progress that he made to the alternate site. And we're seeing that on the big league field right now. But, you know, that's not a game situation when you're facing your teammates and you're facing the same, let's say eight guys, you know, over the span of a week, but you're facing those same eight guys every week. And let's be realistic. I mean, we even heard Jill Kunal mention it last year. Like those are your teammates. You're, you're being more careful with what you're throwing, particularly on the inside third of the plate. Whereas if it's another teammate or another team's player, you're not worried if you know, your, your fastball is going to run in on their hands. But when it's Jonathan India up there, you're going to be a little bit more careful throwing that pitch. And so, you know, you, you do need to be a little bit careful with what you were taking away from some of those reports last year at the alternate site. Because while there is that competitive, you know, feeling that these players are getting facing off against each other, it's not entirely the same as a game situation against someone else. Uh, because you you do want to be a little bit more careful with those kinds of situations. Um, and I just. Ranking prospects like I didn't even update my ranking my prospect rankings this year because I just felt that there was not enough information, not just on you know the guys that we do know you know the Hunter Green, Nicolodolo, Austin Hendrick you know but you know a lot of these guys that you know we just don't know if they took steps forward working on their own because you know, we we just don't have that information and I just didn't feel comfortable with that. Um, but getting back to you know guys that I think that we could see this year. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Vladimir Gutierrez, who currently is still serving a suspension uh, for a failed PED test last uh, spring training, uh, but he should be eligible to start pitching here very soon. Um, right now, he's actually not allowed to pitch at the alternate site uh, when there are paying fans in the crowd, which <laughs> that's that's an interesting concept. Um, that's a wrinkle. and so. So he can't pitch at home in Louisville during games, so he's throwing, like, you know, bullpen side sessions, live VPs or whatever. Um, but that, that'll soon be over, and he, he'll he be ready to go when the, the minor league season starts. He'll be eligible to pitch. Um, I, I think that he might be one of the first guys we get to see, uh, you know, right now he's starting pitching depth. But, you know, they could toss him into the bullpen if they feel that, you know, they need somebody to come up. He's on the 40-man roster already. Um, I mean, Hunter Green, Nickel Dole. you mentioned them, you know, Nick Craw had said that they're probably going to start in double A Chattanooga. Now, neither one of those guys are on the 40 man roster, but you know, both of those are their you know, top two prospects in my mind in the entire organization. And you know, double A is just, you know, that's a, that's a skip away. Um, you know, the, the reds haven't exactly been hesitant to call up pitchers. They thought were ready from double A. They did that with Luis Castillo a couple of years ago. And I mean, that one worked out pretty well for him, I'd say. Um, you know, Jose Garcia, I, I think that we all saw that he needed more time in the minor leagues, but is any, anybody going to be surprised if he sees some big league time this year? No. Um, you know, same thing for Tony Santian. Um, You know, right now starting pitching depth, but, you know, if you know somebody has an injury in the bullpen and he's throwing well in Louisville, I mean, he, he'd he be a good fit for the bullpen right now. Um, you know, I, I think that those are probably the main guys that – you're going to be looking at as far as, you know, everyday guys, starters. Um, but, you know, don't sleep on Ryan Hendricks out of the bullpen either. That That's a guy who, I mean, he's got just absolute nasty, nasty stuff. But he is a pure reliever. Um, and so, you know, that that's the, the main, quote-unquote, bullpen guy that I'd be keeping an eye on.
0: What are your expectations for Hunter Green outside of just... Staying healthy all year, I think most guys are looking at Hunter Green. They just want to see him stay healthy all season. But so far as like, are are there any sort of performance things that you're looking for out of him?
1: I think with Hunter Green, the the, the most important thing aside from just just staying healthy, and I think this goes hand in hand, is just getting that experience. Mm -hmm. I mean he he was drafted in 2017, which you know that feels like a decade ago at this point. But he still hasn't thrown 100 professional innings in games um now you can you can make the argument that you know he did pitch at the alt site last year and he probably threw you know thirty forty fifty innings, something like that um and so you can add that on to what he threw in Dayton and Billings, but I mean even if you want to do that, he still has barely thrown innings he's basically got half to you know three quarters of a minor league season's worth of innings under his belt uh in four years, so you know getting that experience. Um, you know, making the adjustment to hitters that are seeing him, you know, for the the second time in three weeks. Um, You know, just did little things here and there that you can really only pick up being out there on the field, you know, every fifth day. He hasn't really had much opportunity to do that, particularly compared to other guys that are his age. Um, And I I think that's that's a really big thing that just finding those little development things that you don't get, you know, unfortunately, rehabbing your way back from an
0: injury. Well, that makes sense. Looking at these top prospects as we get started here in May fourth, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing them develop. Especially since, like you mentioned, we—I we, mean—we didn't get to see any of them last year, except for you know hearing about reports of Prasco and things like that. So, minor league baseball returns tomorrow. We're going to talk about the AAA. Louisville bats and what's going to happen with them, or at least what we're looking for to happen with the roster and things like that. Lots of guys with options that the reds acquired this past season that I'm sure Louisville is going to be chock full with, at least on the pitching side of things. We'll talk more about that tomorrow with Doug. Doug, thank you, sir.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: I've been telling you guys this for a while, but built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously, I can't keep this stuff in my house. What, uh, between me and my wife and friends coming over, different family members, their grandmothers, man, this stuff is awesome. Between Cherry Barcia, they've got white chocolate raspberry cheesecake, birthday cake with sprinkles, peanut butter chocolate. I mean, all of these flavors are just absolutely fantastic, but they're healthy for you as well. They're low in sugar, low in carbs, and high In protein, You can check out Built Bar today at BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. And really, even when you're looking at this amazing tasting snack, it fits into pretty much any diet. They're low in points on Weight Watchers. They fit into a keto diet. You've really got to check it out today. BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com. And the promo code LOCKED15. Check out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey that features analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason La Canfora, and Brian Baldinger, along with our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. All for our next segment, this is actually going to be our first segment this week. We are going back through the diamonds of the past. Okay, that was something that I used on like a segment that I uh, used to do, you know, today in Reds history, throwback segments, all this other stuff way back when I first started the podcast. Feels like forever ago back in 2019, but in order to help me out in doing that, we have our resident Reds historian. He is the man who works at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum on all of the video stuff you get to see there. He is cam miller cam thank you so much for joining me this week talking about some reds history
2: absolutely anytime i can talk reds history you know i am down
0: so uh, something that i had done up to this point on different Throwback Thursday segments were to focus on things outside of the Big Red Machine because the Reds have been around for over 150 years, so there's more than just a decade worth of great stuff to look at. But they've always been in one-off little bits, something that I haven't really kind of put into a timeline. So this week I'm focusing with you on just going through the timeline of the Reds, which I know is going to be kind of hard to do in eight minute installments, but we're going to do the best that we can. And I know that you're going to kill it because you always do. So let's start at the beginning.
2: Right. So, I mean, if you really think about it, how amazing it is. And I didn't realize how amazing it was until, I mean, of course I, I, I understand the history of the Reds in 1869, the Red Stockings, first professional club. But the fact that it happened here, of all the places it could have happened in the United States, this happened in Cincinnati, Ohio. And it was because of the genius of Harry Wright, the genius of his brother George Wright, to pay their players. So in 1869, they could go 57-0. And and you rewind a little bit to 1856, and they're playing cricket they're just it's time passing i mean if they're just playing it to pass the time and to get some exercise and then all of a sudden they decide that there's some other teams they want to compete against and well what better way to get the best and pay the best and that's what they did and they win 57 games in 1869 and that kind of starts it all off i mean because think about if they lose well here's a perfect example the following year in 1870 uh they go 67 and six And the reason they disbanded after the 1870 season is because fans lost interest because they lost six games. They were shocked that the Reds lost six games. (laughs) So they quit playing. Wow. Uh, And that's the reason why there was no professional baseball for the next five years in Cincinnati because there was the shame of losing. I mean, to lose six games, how could that be possible? And these paid guys, (laughs) they're making all this money. This is crazy. It's insane. So, but the fact that it started here really is amazing if you think about it. It's just the, the baseball gods aligned and it was just meant to be. I mean, everything clicked everything aligned for it to happen here. I think we kind of take that for granted. I mean, true, these Reds today aren't related to the 1869 Red Stockings. I've voiced that opinion many, many times on Twitter that they have nothing to do with the Reds of today. That team actually didn't start until 1882. So technically, 100th anniversary wasn't the celebration of the Cincinnati Reds, but rather the celebration of professional baseball in Cincinnati. So that's probably a better way to look at it. But it started here. And if it wasn't for that team, and if it wasn't for their success and the fans coming to the games, imagine if the fans didn't care, if they didn't latch on to baseball, we wouldn't have a team today. So we should always remember that those teams uh, in, the, in the late 1860s, early 70s, and then again later in the 1870s, and 80s, they, are, they existed because of the fan base. I mean, that's the only reason they they were still around and why they played.
0: And one thing that I find interesting, too, is the way that the game itself was played back then because it wasn't just, hey, you've got uh, nine innings and the highest score wins. Didn't they, like, play to 21 back then?
2: Oh, yeah, there was the the 21. You you get the 21 rule. I mean, that happened. Um, And then, of course, pitching was 45 feet. It was such a different (laughs) way to play. So, um, yeah, the rules were absolutely different. And the fact that these guys had jobs besides baseball, I mean, they're carpenters, they're construction workers, they're they're candlestick makers, you know, the whole thing. So it wasn't like this was the only thing that they did. So just a different, different era. But again, it goes back to that thing where baseball as a sport, it was recognizable, but not nearly like the baseball that we know and love today, but the fans fell in love with it, and if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the fans coming out to um, Union Grounds over on the parking lot of what is now the Cincinnati Museum Center, it would have never been like it is today.
0: That's crazy to think because I mean, you, you had the that field there, and then you also had what later was you know Redland Field and Crosley Field and all that stuff, and they weren't on anywhere near the river during this time it was just down there in the middle of town so it a different feel to the ballpark overall what um what what kind of I, I remember the story that they started the national league because or you know the the reds changed up the team because they couldn't sell alcohol at the ballpark and play on sundays and things like that why was that such a big deal back then
2: Oh, you're talking about uh, Victorian era thought processes. So it was very, it was very unbecoming for ladies to go to the game unless they were properly dressed in an escort. They had to have a male escort with them. But they weren't allowed into the game. I mean, you—it ha- was just a, such a different time. And of course, alcohol. I mean, you can go through our history of the United States and find out why alcohol played such a role. I mean, you go up to prohibition. And how it was frowned upon. And then once they realized they could make money on it, it wasn't frowned upon. And they realized that bootlegging industry was taking money. I mean, you could go through all of time and figure out all these problems, alcohol re- was how it was related to our situation of American history. But as far as baseball goes, you're thinking about how gambling was a problem and drinking a lot and losing money because you're drinking a lot and you're losing money because you're gambling. And it all was, kind of was hand in hand. So there was this thought that if you ban the alcohol and you don't play on Sundays because that is the day of the Lord, then um, you're, you're playing a much more clean baseball. Of course, baseball players will not have any of that. And the owners realized eventually that I don't care what you do. Money is money. I don't care if you play seven days a week, eight days a week. I don't care if you sell bourbon, whiskey, scotch beer. Eventually over time, uh, it was it was finally realized by the baseball owners and and, and the people in charge the people of authority that it was if you could curb it and somehow limit it and have it to where um there was a time where you could only get you were given a cup and you could only fill it two or three times and then there was these levels that they would mark with the marker and once you got to this certain market marker, if you had more than that you know they, they had these ways of doing it. of course they also had glasses which you know they would fill these big boots of beer and, right and, and alcohol so it's, it's just such a different, different, different time. But again, it goes back to, um, greed. I mean, that's basically, yeah, the owners realized that we can make a ton of money if we allow it, but yeah, the reds, they went through some issues there with that. Cause they were the reason why they um, were kicked out and then rejoined the national league is because of not allowing them to play on Sundays and because of the alcohol rules, but they got through it. Thankfully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, we are going to end this segment with that we are going to jump into what the Reds were like in the early days of the National League all leading through the dead ball era up to the first World Series. That's coming up on our next segment that's coming up tomorrow. But that is going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. If you are not already following the podcast, make sure that you do on your favorite app. Also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. That'll do it for us here today. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to react to the first game in Los Angeles. And also got some more minor league preview coming up and more on the Reds' history with Cam Miller. You're not going to miss it. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On
0: podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.